A lot of people are watching along with us. Things are going to be taken a lot further. It does keep the flow really, really nicely, which makes it a show that was really ahead of its time. Where's that petrified eyeball at now? Who's had it last? Macy is amazing, and she doesn't care about what other people think about her. Don't you feel like maybe Dodie represents the instinctive animal ugly part of us? I might have just been having a bad day when I gave it the math. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of We're In Between, the podcast that discusses about an episode of As Told by Ginger once a week. Last week we discussed about the episode Ginger Solo, and this week we're going to be discussing about episode 36, which is called Mommy Nearest. It debuted on June 9th, 2002, and it was written by Sheila M. Anthony. This episode is about Courtney's mom having to stay in the hospital after a bad facelift, causing Courtney to find comfort in Lois. Ginger becomes jealous of, of Lois and Courtney's bond, especially when Courtney has to stay in their house for a few days. Uh, meanwhile, Dr. Dave convinces Carl to wear a fake chin before going into surgery to make his real one larger. Yeah, first off, what a great title. <laughs> this is one of my favorite titles of all the episodes of the show. Yeah, exactly. It's it's based off of the movie Mommy Dearest, except that it's nowhere near as disturbing or abusive. So don't worry, kids. So the episode begins with um, Ginger, uh, Lois, and Courtney in the hospital because Courtney's mom suffered from a bad facelift. Uh, she had an infection when she... Um, when she went to get her facelift, and uh, Courtney is really upset and devastated that um, she sees uh, her mom wrapped up in bandages and she can't understand what she's saying. And uh, Lois basically, um, you know, tells Courtney that she's going to be okay. She'll be staying in the hospital for a little bit until the infection wears off. And then afterwards, um, you know, Courtney is pretty understandable, and then she stays there for a few extra minutes. And then uh, Lois talks to Ginger about maybe going with her to the grocery store. And Ginger is not really interested in joining. And she decides that she's going to hang out with Dodie and Macy. And while Dodie and Macy and Ginger are doing avocado masks, Courtney and Lois got back from the grocery store. And they start talking and they start actually bonding with one another, which is actually pretty nice. A Courtney and Lois episode. This is something pretty new. We've seen a handful of times that Courtney and Lois do know each other. Uh, episodes such as of like and friends and the nurses strike in which they do mingle with one another and this is the first time in the entire series so far in which uh courtney and lois have a strong bond with one another right and it's kind of foreshadowed in that earlier episode so i thought this was a nice follow-through on that like courtney's fascination with and jealousy of the foutleys yeah, absolutely. With uh, Courtney, she's just so fast. I mean, we follow throughout the series at this point, um, you know, such as, you know, with episodes such as uh, Ginger the Juvie and even Carl and Maude that, and Sleep on It, that Courtney has a fascination for uh, Ginger's and the Foutley's simple uh, middle class life. And she's questioning about, like, oh, um, what is this robot in your closet? What, Courtney, that's a vacuum cleaner. It cleans for you? How fascinating. You could teach me so much. So we kind of, so basically this is a case in which Courtney is starting to learn more about what life 
that is outside of the privileged life that she's been accustomed to. And it's nowhere near as painful as her experience in Summer of Camp Caprice. Yeah, that's true. And getting over to the Carl Hoodsey plot, uh, I just have a quote. <laughs> you can explain the plot itself, but they're sitting in front of the, t- of the TV and... Uh, Hoodsy says, don't they know we're the irony generation? And Carl says, yeah, nothing impresses us. Or maybe it's reverse. I forget who said which. It it is reverse, and it's one of my favorite lines in the series, because isn't that true? (laughs) But then they show, they see chin implants on the TV, and Carl goes, chin implants? (laughs) Like, he's so impressed and excited. So I love how they double back on that logic right away. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, Carl wants to be like Jay Leno, in which he has a massive chin. (laughs) Or the crimson chin. They're pretty much the same person. Right, he voices him. Exactly, so it's pretty much the same thing, except that it's Jay Leno as a superhero. But yeah, it's basically (laughs) like Carl is so fascinated by a giant chin that he wants to have surgery so he can be able to... Um, get one. And so he talks to Dr. Dave. Uh, Dr. Dave, who we saw most recently in Miss Foutley's Boys. And he talks to Dr. Dave saying, I want to get a chin implant. And Miss Dr. Dave says, I'm sorry, Carl, you can't without your mother's consent. And, um, and also you have to be of a certain age. So uh, he decides to make him a deal that if he walks around with a fake chin for a couple of days, and if he likes it, then he'll go ahead with the surgery. Yeah, to me, this di- I didn't quite buy this. I get that Carl is into gimmicky stuff like this, but it feels weird that he would be interested in something so superficial yeah. when he's been so cerebral up to this point. Exactly, yeah. This is actually one of the more stranger Carl and Hoodsy plots in which, you know, you have something based off of appearance. I mean, if it was something like, um, I remember a Life with Loopy episode, or even with Ren and Stimpy, in which Ren wants to get stronger because he's like, um, you know, he's they're like 90-pound weaklings. And so they decide to get muscles, whether it be like bulking up or with Ren and Stimpy's case, using Stimpy's uh, fat sacks from his butt so he can be able to have it as impact. He can have it as pecs for his chest. And, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen this kind of stuff before, but for a chin... I mean, yeah, it's a little bit weird. Uh, And definitely we'll see in this episode about how it pretty much backfires. Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, back to the hospital. Courtney has this awful line. Do there have to be so many sick people (laughs) when she's waiting for her mom? (laughs) Like, how classic Courtney is that? Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's you. uh, Hospitals are for sick people. That's like the equivalent of going into a restaurant and saying, why are all these people hungry? It's, right, it's right. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, of course, yeah, we have a classic Courtney line. And then when she uh, reaches over to the room where her mother was at, she's gone. And she freaks out saying, oh, where's mama? Where is she? And then she grabs Lois and she's like, what did you do to her? And, and, then, <laughs> and then Lois says, easy, Courtney, easy. Your mom was taken upstairs to a private room. And then she becomes incredibly relieved. And then she starts getting a little bit more disappointed when she finds out that she has to stay in the hospital for a few more days. And so she asks Ginger about whether maybe she can... Um, and then Ginger comes up with the idea that maybe Courtney can stay at the house for a couple of days until uh, things start settling in. And it, it And then Ginger just becomes incredibly 
uh, jealous of Courtney because her and Lois are spending so much time together. I mean, I don't know. I I feel, in my opinion, the way that Ginger acts in this episode is really out of character because um, with her being incredibly jealous, I mean, we've seen throughout the series that her and Lois get along really well. The nurse's strike is a prime example on that. So seeing Courtney just incredibly happy and she's helping out in the house and, you know, Ginger had no reason to be angry like that. Uh, she should have just let Courtney be who she was. I mean, we've seen throughout the series that Courtney is the popular kid and she wants to learn everything about this. And Ginger was more than happy to teach her about, like, um, you know, uh, showing around her room and teaching her about how to do slumber parties. So seeing Ginger pretty much say, okay, I had enough with you, just seems really, really out of character. Right. Yeah, it does. That's Yeah, there's a couple out of character things in this episode. Yeah, and so basically, um, so Carl finds one of Lois's foot arches, and he decides to use that as a chin. And it's so great. <clears throat> yeah, and combined with uh, Joanne's face makeup, it looks like a legit chin, and it's kind of freaky. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, go ahead. Him acting like it, like pe- people are suddenly so intimidated by him, and it's really funny to me. And when he gets insecure about, like, can I actually do this? You know, he ultimately decides that the chin is not worth the price uh, because he says, I may rule the world, but my chin will rule me. <laughs> Such a good line. Everybody's just freaked out by it because it's it's literally like a freak of nature. No 10-year-old boy should be walking around with a chin that massive. <laughs> but yeah, he pretty much it pretty much gets in the wave with him, uh, for him and he decides to remove it and do away with it forever. He even buries it and puts a rock on top so that it can never come back again. And I just really love the moment in which when, uh, you know, Carl gives out the generic lessons about be careful what you wish for and be glad with what you have. And then he pretty much says to Hoodsy, do you think I'll, do you think that um, that'll stick? And then Hoodsy's like, not a chance. No. Yeah, exactly. And Ka- Lois confronting Dr. Dave about Carl is such a good scene and to me sets them up to potentially be a great couple, honestly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't hinted at with Miss Foutley's boys in which they start coming in and they start talking to one another, we can see that there is definite hints that they might have a relationship, which is to be determined. I'm not going to say anything else, but yeah, we'll definitely see what happens throughout the episode. So Yeah, it's just great that, like, with Buzz, Lois couldn't be honest with him. And so going up to Dr. Dave and, like, just kind of tell, not telling him off, but just explaining the situation, I thought was great. Oh, absolutely. I thought it was really great that um, Dr. Dave was really nervous about what he told Carl in front of Lois because he felt like he was doing the wrong thing. And Lois explains to Dr. Dave that you have to nip uh, what Carl is doing in the bud, otherwise it'll grow into an inch uh, a mile long and it's uncontrollable. And so when he tells her what he did regarding about getting a fake chin, uh, she is really impressed and she even um, fixes his tie saying you should get kids someday. You make a great father. And then it pretty much just abruptly ends when they have to go back to work, which that is a that is a really sweet moment. It was brief, but it was very sweet. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I guess we can start wrapping things up. So. Uh, yeah, Ginger pretty much flat out tells Courtney that she can't come back to the house. Courtney gets really upset. 
And so she decides that she was going to pack up her things and leaves. And Ginger feels genuinely guilty, which she should be, because that was a really awful move from Ginger. Her mom is in the hospital, and she's going through, you know, she's going through a major infection on her face. You would think that maybe she would make her feel welcome, especially since in the early seasons, she pretty much worshipped Courtney, wanting to be just like her. And now it just pretty much feels like I don't care about Courtney anymore. She's pretty much in the way of me mingling with my mom and she needs to go away because otherwise I'm going to be replaced. It's like there was never an indication of Ginger being replaced with Courtney. There's never been any inkling of that. So... Yeah, so jo- so Courtney grabs her stuff and she leaves. She convinces her mom to stick around um, instead of going around uh, instead of going to um, a spa in New Mexico. And Ginger, you know, kind of uh, sort of apologizes. She says that she wants to talk about this, but not right now. And then her and Lois, um, she decides to go back to the hospital and you know hang around with Lois for a little bit and them going home together. And, uh, of course, you know, we have Carl and Hoodsy who are just leaving the hospital. And I even love the fact that Hoodsy um, says that, you know, when refusing the car ride from Lois, saying, like, we want to support public transportation. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a funny kind of classic Carl throwaway line. Exactly. All right. Now, yeah, that should be pretty much it for this episode. So we can give our ranking of yay, nay, or meh. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? This one's a yay from me. I think the Courtney, the Foutleys versus the Griplings is one of the most interesting elements of the show, and this episode does it pretty well. Not quite as well as the cleaning one. I forget what it's called. Um, the, the Nurse's Strike. Yes, not quite as well as that, but I still think this episode deserves a yay in my book. What about you? I disagree. I think it's a meh. Hmm. I, I wow. feel I'm sorry. I feel that Ginger was really out of character with the way she treated Courtney. The Carlin Hoodsy plot was a little bit strange for my liking, especially since they've done other things that were just as strange, but it felt in character for them. So yeah, I felt that you know the nurse's strike was a little bit better when it came to the dynamics between um Ginger and Lois. And you know, Courtney did not deserve to be treated the way that she was with Ginger. Ginger should have been a lot more understanding, knowing that her mom is in the hospital and that she sought out ginger's help and at first she was okay with it but then she pretty much just kicked her out and that just felt really unsatisfying for me so yeah i'm gonna give it a meh yeah i guess when she says it's yes i'm saying no to courtney after the misunderstanding of is it yes or no uh it's it's pretty rough i will say just to uh as a counterpoint that Courtney definitely knows what she's doing. She, I think she is actively trying to replace Ginger with her mom, and so I see why Ginger would be upset about that. At the same time, I also was a little surprised that Ginger was as upset as she was, because of course Lois isn't going to like adopt Courtney or something, you know? Yeah, that is true. But at the other hand, I would give the argument that maybe Courtney doesn't know that she was trying to replace Ginger, uh, you know, from Lois. Because, I mean, Courtney's pretty much a sheltered girl who's rich and she pretty much can have anything. And it didn't look like that she just forced uh, forced Ginger out. I mean, she did things like she did the dishes. She prepared, um, you know, she prepared, um, you know, breakfast and all that stuff. And, you know, she gave... Uh, Lois some, you know, she helped Lois with the groceries and stuff like that. It felt like she was just putting in her, it looked like she was pulling in her weight to try to help out the family. That way she
she can be able to ease Lois because Lois is a busy woman. And maybe she wanted to give Ginger a break from everything because, you know, the, you know, Lois is a single mom and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Ginger helps out with a lot of stuff. I mean, it didn't really look like that she was forcingly, you know, trying to do all these things just so she can look, um, make herself look good. I think that Courtney was just trying to help out. So with Courtney trying to help out with the household makes Ginger kind of look um, ungrateful. So I'm going to put in that um, counter argument. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's uh, this is definitely one of the bigger disagreements on an episode we've had. And I love it. It's it's nice to not always be on the exact same page. So let us know what you think, listeners. Are you somewhere in the middle? Is this one a yay or a nay for you? Uh, let us know in the comments. Yeah, definitely let us know because we always love hearing your comments and we always love knowing about your feedback for each episode. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Next time we'll have And She Was Gone, uh, episode 37 of As Told by Ginger, our episode 36. And we'll be doing that with Mark Risley.